Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Patience Adamu. And I'm Curtis Vermont. And this is The Drip, a podcast about political decision making during a racial revolution sponsored by Fido Mobile. Stay tuned as we talk Canadian news and Black issues on a regular basis. And if you support our work to keep you informed, you know what to do. Subscribe. On this special episode, it's tax season. So we're breaking down some of the most important tax changes you should know about as a millennial professional or a business owner to get you in tip-top shape so you get the benefits you're entitled to and so the CRA doesn't chase you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And to help us do it, we're joined by Faith Thompson, a 15-year vet who is the principal and owner of Tax Assist Accountants Midtown Toronto office. As U.S. founding father Benjamin Franklin once said, Nothing is certain except death and taxes. Well, good news. Faith can help us with one of those things. How are you doing, Faith? I am good. I'm so glad I can all help you with death. <laughs> <laughs> so glad. Wonderful to meet you all. I am really looking forward to this conversation. I feel like it's it's always important to try and find safe spaces to share information. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's a real pleasure to have you with us. Um, you know, this conversation on taxes is going to be really important. I'm going to make a joke here. I actually saw uh, a friend of mine facetiously say, you know, now that John Tory is out of office, does this mean I have to file my taxes still? And the answer is yes. <laughs> anyway, you ready to jump in? Let's do it. So Faith, given the high inflation we experienced in 2022, many important tax figures and thresholds have been increased for 2023. Could you speak to some of the figures that were increased, why the increases were mandated, and how personal and corporate filers will be affected? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, sh- I feel like I should start out with providing some context. That'd be good. Whenever inflation increases, now we haven't seen inflation like this since like the 90s or the 80s. Mm-hmm. And whenever inflation increases, immediately, you know, the government applies their idea of great monetary fiscal policy and increases interest rates. So many times inflation means higher interest rates. It means you're paying more for things and you're also paying people more for themselves. Mm -hmm. So salaries increase, cost of borrowing increases. um, and, and, And that's part of you know, what happens when inflation increases. So as it relates to inflation increasing, salaries are increasing and therefore tax thresholds are increasing in tow. So what typically happens is when you, as an employee, we have a certain amount of our salary with which is withheld. And, but the government can only take up to a certain threshold and then, you know, at a certain point, they can no longer withhold um, because they've reached the max. What they've effectively done in some cases is increased the max so that they can withhold more money. So 
in the situation of your tax, your income tax, and provincially and federally, they have mm-hmm. increased the basic personal amount, where in 2022, it was 14398 It's now mm-hmm. 15000 So they can withhold more. In each province, they are doing the same thing right. um, as well. With EI premiums, they're doing the same thing. They've increased the maximum insurable earnings, and they've increased the rates so that they can withhold more EI. Uh, it's gone from uh, $952.74 in 2022 that they could withhold, and now they're withholding $1,002.45. So people are going to start seeing increases to what is being withheld and remitted to the government. CPP as well is, is increasing as well. The rates, it was, you know, even back to 2019, they... They would increase it every year, but they increased it by 15% in 2019, 2020, and now they're increasing it 25%, 0.25%, sorry. So the increases are, are, are accelerating because cost, the cost of, 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 of expenses and supplies to the government are increasing. So it's kind of sad in, in that, but what they've done to offset is they've also increased some of the deductions and some of the benefits we have, right. you know, come to know. They've also started increasing that. Like we used to be able to deposit to our TFSA six thousand. Now we can mm-hmm. deposit six thousand five hundred. So we mm-hmm. get the benefit of that. Or RSPs. You know, we used to be able to. We had a max of the amount of RSP. That we could contribute, and it was like thirty thousand seven eighty in twenty two, and now it's thirty one thousand five sixty. So we can get additional tax benefit that way. So everything is kind of increasing in tow. Um, right. So I think we just—it's not like they're just trying to take more money, but they're also trying to give us more ability to have more deductions. That's right. That's right. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And it, you kind of touched on one of these points, but uh, one thing that I find really interesting is, is the basic personal amount. Um, and again, you kind of touched on it, but I, I think it was, you know, 14,000 or something or around 15,000 that would not be taxed for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that amount has also increased. And I, I forget the exact figure, but now, yeah, it it's has increased. It has increased. There was, you know, it has increased because you, you used there was a basic amount that they wouldn't tax you on. And now that part mm-hmm. is increased, right? Mm-hmm. In tow. Mm-hmm. However, the amount of federal tax that they are withholding is increasing as well. So yeah. it's a balancing act. I, I feel like our government tries to balance. Um, right. And there's a lot of other things that we'll talk about on this call that are just, um, you know, we see the increases. We talk about the increases, but as well, credits are increasing, subsidies mm-hmm. are increasing, grants are increasing. You know, so it's not just one-sided. That's one exactly. of the things. Actually, uh, having worked in of having worked uh, connected to tax in in other countries, Canada's pretty balanced in many things, and yep. this is one of the ways. It's one. That's a. It's a huge truth, and I'm actually happy that you brought up the specifically the word of balance because that is effectively what we are trying to achieve. So when we first connected, Faith, we discussed the fact that the CRA is, shall we say, doing their best to recuperate money that was doled out to taxpayers throughout the pandemic through audits. 
Further, this is also the collection season for businesses who took advantage of government loans, like the Canada Recovery Hiring Program, the Tourism and Hospitality Recovery Program, and the Hardest Hit Business Recovery Program. I was actually, um, when the Hardest Hit Recovery Program was being rolled out, I was actually still in government. Within that context, how are you advising your clients to prepare and insulate themselves if need be? Well, there's a lot of ways. Um, there's so many. First of all, from a government standpoint, the government is also offering uh, the Canada Emergency Business Account Loan Forgiveness. This mm-hmm. is something very new that they're giving a little bit of forgiveness to small businesses and nonprofits mm-hmm. who have had to navigate this, you know, this COVID session, and they are giving some loan forgiveness. I would encourage any small business owner who did an emergency business account, um, who did a business loan, that Mm -hmm. they should look into this because they may qualify for some loan forgiveness. Right. Okay. Right. So that's the first thing I want to just mention. But secondly, one of the things we have to really be really careful is we've got to do our taxes. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have the money to pay your taxes, you need to file your taxes. Yeah, right? we had that chat, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not you alone, actually. <laughs> A lot of people that just like, oh my God, I got $7,000 owing to the government. I'll just not file. That's what it was. <laughs> The government will make up something and actually don't say that flippantly. What they do is they say, okay, um, for the last few years, Kurt made, you know, $30,000. I'm going to assume that Kurt is continuing to make $30,000. That's how Mm -hmm. they do it. Right. So it's important to file your taxes, especially when things have changed. You were employed, then unemployed better file it because they will make up something based on past history. So that's one thing I advise clients. I mean, I get like, because we are, I actually have a physical location on Young Street and Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times it's come up in conversations. Oh my gosh, you work at that tax place. I haven't done my taxes in four years. And it's like, do it, (laughs) you know? Um, That's one thing. Second thing is, Practice proper tax planning from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. If you if you know you just got this amazing job, it's your first job out of university, you're make, finally making some decent money, now is the time to start putting money away in an RSP or putting money aside in a TS, TFSA or starting to make those donations. Start your tax planning early, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other mm-hmm. thing is as well, don't take advice from your auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Professionals <laughs> only. Yes, I recommend that strongly because what was true five years ago, as we just discussed, may mm-hmm. not still be true. Right? Things change all the time. And also, what the government might have let you slide by on before COVID, they are not letting slide now. I cannot yeah. tell you how many clients have come across my doorway that have had situations where the government is reassessing mm-hmm. their home office benefit, their home office expenses, their uh, automobile expenses, where they mm-hmm. used to be, they never needed a car log before, all of a sudden now they need a car log. Don't take advice from somebody who five years ago they did it and never needed it. Mm-hmm. The government is getting more and more strict. Another thing, 
I recommend is don't be too aggressive with your uh, deductions. Only mm -hmm. deduct things that you can verify, right? Mm -hmm. That you can justify, right? Now, there's a lot of things that you can do to, um, like, say, for example, you were not doing a car log before for those who are self-employed or those who are like plumbers and electricians, mm -hmm. and you were not doing a car log, and you now it's sitting here at tax time, and you were doing it all through 2022 as a plumber, and you didn't do a car log. Go back into your calendar, recreate your car log, mm -hmm. okay? Do it proactively, because the government is asking for it. Um, and if you don't know how to do it, just find a professional. Yes, do it for you. find a professional. You know, I, I, I mean, if you don't know how to do it, find a professional. Uh, I know personally, I do a lot of pro bono work because mm -hmm. I, people call me or friends call me or cousins call me and they're like, what am I going to do? And mm -hmm. it's like, listen, this is what you need to do. You need to. And I just do it pro bono only because um, I feel like our community just needs more information. And it's a mm -hmm. lack of information that hurts us, right? Mm -hmm. The yep, other thing absolutely. is for those who work from home, self-employed who work from home, or just now because of COVID you work from home, mm -hmm. stick within the guidelines and parameters. Don't write everything off. Stay within the flat rate. The flat rate for 2020 was $400 uh, for employees who work from home. There's a flat rate method that the CRA provides, which is $400 or $500 credit uh, in 2021 and 2022. Your HR department will provide you with a form and confirm that you've done this work from home. Right. Your HR department has that form ready for you. Get that, file it with your taxes. You can try and figure it out yourself, but there's no point because you have a max, right? For employees, yep. if you are self-employed or you have a corporation that you are working through, just do not write anything off that you cannot readily justify. That's right. That's okay. Right. And last thing I would say to my clients is let's talk about cash flow. Inflation is critically important. When inflation goes up, then the cost of borrowing goes up. And so cash is king. You've got to be careful what your cash is. So for example, you used to get an invoice and you used to pay it right away because you had cash, right? Mm. And you know, if anything should happen, you can dip into your line of credit. Who cares? Mm -hmm. No, you don't want to dip into your line of credit now because <laughs> the interest rate is higher now. 11, so 12, take a... <laughs> Take a look at your invoice. Oh, it's due in 30 days. Maybe I want to hold on to that and pay it in 30 days on time. Or maybe I want to pay it early to get those discounts. I want to hold and conserve my cash as much as possible. Look for non-cash ways of increasing revenue. Do add-ons, right? If you're a massage therapist, maybe you want to, say, give an advisory portion of your massage therapy as an add-on for revenue. Mm -hmm. uh, think about reducing expenses, right? A lot of times people say, oh, you know, I'm going to reduce expenses. I'm going to fire a bunch of staff. That's, that's not mm -hmm. the only way. <laughs> you can also uh, leverage your client base, your email addresses to reach out to your clients without Google AdWords or without big advertising expenses. You can do newsletters, you can do monthly emails to clients that you have existing emails on rather than spending a lot of money on advertising. Find ways of 
minimizing cash usage because right now borrowing is higher. And that's the, um, what I would tell my clients. I hear that. And that's very, very sound advice. I, I, I want to kind of change gears just a little bit. Uh, we're still going to talk about this whole, um, you know, obviously the, the tax season and the fact that we are, um, you know, the CRA is coming for all of us, good or bad. Did you hear about the possibility? So the CRA, uh, not too long ago, January 26th, the CRA uh, at a uh, House of Commons committee meeting um, basically stated that there's 15.4, 15 to $16 billion worth of, of pandemic wage subsidies that they <laughs> feel they, uh, they are not going to recoup because it's not worth the money to do so. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Just randomly. Well, the, the fact of the matter is, oops, they lost some money. The attorney general has already highlighted this. Oopsies. And oops, lost a billion dollars, 15, well, several billion dollars they lost, right? What? What? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the <laughs> yes, the attorney general, sorry to get a little, uh, I almost forgot I was talking to uh, regular <laughs> regular people, but I um, they lost some million dollars. The attorney general has discovered this, and they are trying diligently to recoup it, recover it. And that part of that is, you know, if they realize that they paid you an error, they're coming for you, right? Mm -hmm. And people don't necessarily have a lot of money to pay, so you might be taking blood from a stone because the reality is a lot of people couldn't work to their full potential in COVID or their costs went up when they were trying to keep their business or they no longer have a business. Mm -hmm. So they, they were given wage subsidy and the business still went under, right? Mm -hmm. So really you're trying to take blood from a stone, right? So it's there is some recovery benefits that they may not be able to recover. And believe you me, it's not for lack of trying, mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's sad and unfortunate, but we needed, I can't really be mad at the government because at the time they needed us to stay home to manage the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I would just encourage people who received the benefit. And if you know, you have you received the benefit and you did not, you were not supposed to receive the benefit, please just return it. Because they okay. are tapping people on the shoulder very often. Like there are people who received EI later, who received mm -hmm. CERB at the beginning, and they received EI later on for the same time period as the CERB. They're not coming for you today, but they are coming. So <laughs> just get your money together and return it because they are they are um they are going down that list and yeah. that's the kind of error that 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 they were making because they were in such a rush to get us serb that the ei system they were doing it through the infrastructure of ei but then ei was still operating in the background so mm -hmm. i think we have to just you know if we received it in error let's just put ourselves together and get and and, and just prepare to repay that yeah, and I, I, you know what, I, I actually fundamentally agree with what you're saying, and I, I want to be clear as well. I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage the government for what they did because they needed to do it. Um, I think for me, I look at it as a nuanced situation, and I say, okay, 15 billion—that's that's in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money, but it does sound like a lot of money for sure. One, two, 
if you break it down by where the money went, so there were like $4.6 billion that went to uh, ineligible recipients. Um, but there was also a, a huge bulk of money that went to businesses that didn't really need the money. And so that's where I kind of say, okay, well, if you didn't need the money and you had the resources, you, you should repay it. But then you also point out very rightly, some businesses that may have taken loans, they, they may have gone under, which is unfortunately a part of business, but an unfortunate side effect. So how do we manage all of this in a balanced way? And of course, that conversation is still ongoing. As it relates to businesses, yes, yeah, some of them have gone under anyway, even though they got wage subsidies. Some of them received it and they sh- they were really ineligible, but mm-hmm. they created a scenario for the government that made them seem eligible because the government mm-hmm. wasn't trying to give away money. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I should say well, they were trying was... to <laughs> give away money to people who were ineligible. Exactly. Right? However... Don't forget, large businesses have large money for people to make them look like they were eligible. It's going to be extremely difficult to recover the money to large businesses because they will make it work. Like they will make it, you know, that's that makes us frustrated because we are the ones who don't have those kinds of resources to make ourselves look like we were eligible when we really were ineligible we don't mm-hmm. have an accounting department that's 50 people strong. Like, you know what I mean? So it's sad and hurtful. But at the end of the day, I keep thinking to myself, if we were in other countries, which we will not mention U.S., and mm-hmm. <laughs> we were getting like nothing for a yeah. long, 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 long time. A long, long, long time. I mean, I, I can't. I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of any particular political party in my line mm-hmm. of work. I have to be more neutral. True. But at the end of the day, if we were getting nothing, we would be crying. Yeah. So we can't cry so much about the fact that they gave us so quickly that they didn't necessarily have everything perfect for, you know, for an event that happens once every 100 years. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have to have a little compassion for the government for that. So a regular point of confusion for entrepreneurs is the question of what sort of business structure they should be using for their ventures. Of the three most common business structures, one being a sole proprietorship, the second being a partnership, and the third being what we all mostly know, incorporating, which would you recommend based on your 15 years experience? What are the benefits and drawbacks for all three for all of our listeners who may be deciding what direction to go in. What's good, family? Here at The Drip, above all else, we aim to produce valuable conversations that you, our audience, can use to make informed decisions to improve your life. This important chat with seasoned accountant Faith Thompson of Tax Assist is no different. Hopefully, you've already gotten some worthy tips from her in part one. But don't worry, there's more value in part two as well. So stay tuned. And as always, thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.